Game of Cool Podcast, Iteration 16. From the lands of Western Canada. Okay, no more talking. Welcome to this week from the Cave of Cool. of Western Canada, the Wakanda of the North. Welcome to This Week from the Cave of Cool. I am Kelvin Hyten. And I'm M.D. Jackson. And this week, New Zealand creator, writer, and genius Nick Ward. His new series, Fresh Eggs, is coming out on New Zealand television. From the country that brought us the Kiwi, the Maori, and the Hakka, Nick Ward will be joining us on This Week from the Cave of Cool. everything and making it worse for us the new series i mean i admit that sometimes okay no more talking <clears throat> now ross has escaped and who knows where he's gone and what's going to happen to us if we don't find him and oh yeah and now there's another dead body they've made dangerous enemies there's a new player in town and they don't even know it if they want a war <laughs> they've got one from otahanga new zealand we are joined by co-creator of the new zealand television series fresh eggs Nick Ward. Hello, Nick. Uh, Hello. It's my pleasure to be here. I'm telling you guys, I am so excited because uh, back when I was a struggling young blogger, when I had nobody that showed up to to read my balloon juice, even though I posted every day, Nick found some some joy in what I posted, and he he contacted me, and he supported me, and he was great. And now he went and gone and make himself famous, and and I can't believe that... uh, his show is so good. I mean, I'm just overwhelmed with uh, with the joy the, that I know somebody like like you and and MD too, who are talented people. How do I ever get these people around me? I mean, I'm only stuck with biker chicks and and reprobates. And sure, you two qualify in that latter category, but it's just uh, I'm just amazed that uh, that you had such success with this and everything. I mean, I always hoped you would, but. Um, you know, it's always that kind of thing where you know somebody well enough that you think, okay, if he doesn't, I'll just make him feel good about himself. Well, right. I, I I feel very good about myself after that intro, Cal. You um, should. I, to be to be honest, be perfectly honest, I'm a 20 year overnight success. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. I've seen the things that that, that you've done, and then you come up with this brilliant show. Like I would ask you, was that always percolating inside you? Like this was always waiting to come out. Like, what was the thing that inspired it? It wasn't fresh eggs. It was. Uh, it was. Was it murder? Like, <laughs> did you shoot a man in Reno just to watch him die, like I did? Uh, well, let's just say you, you, you encounter a lot of stories in your right. life, and sometimes you think, "Wouldn't it be great if I could thread all these stories together into one narrative?" And uh, and I didn't have the narrative. And then I moved to where I am now, Otahanga, which right. is. Which is nowhere near the big cities. I was in Auckland, which was the, which is kind of our biggest city here in New right. Zealand. It's got over a million people. I'll have you know. Um, and uh, so I moved from Auckland to Itahanga, and and I tell you what, I was a lot happier all of a sudden. <laughs> and, and then I thought, well, this is because I started encountering lifestyle blockers, people who'd moved out. Right. The start the, and the the contempt with which the locals treated them was delicious. And okay. I, and I thought to myself, I got something here. I got something here. 
and it's so funny because you capture all of it. Like I, I'm telling you, the one the one scene where I just I just I, I had to laugh out loud, and I told it to my my 78 year old mother, and she almost <laughs> peed herself laughing. Um, when when the the funeral is for the girl, of course, the old woman who died, with her last words being, "At least you're not the chinks." Right, right, which is the greatest last words anybody ever expressed. Um, uh, but she takes these sausage rolls to the the, the local uh, community center when the funeral happens, and I know those women because I my mother's belongs to a local Ukrainian Orthodox church, and they have a pierogi supper like four times a year. And if any other woman made the coffee or brought the desserts or made the pierogies, it would be open rebellion. I mean, that woman would be found dead in the bathroom, right, strangled with a piece of cord. Right, but the way he did it, where all the women are looking at her, and the one especially who made the sausage rolls, and she's putting them in the garbage as she's as the wife is walking by. Oh my God, I've lived that, and it's just you nailed it. It is just so funny, and just those little throwaway scenes that that kill me. I mean, well, I, it's brilliant. Well, that, that's the thing, isn't it? Uh, I always one of the big things I say is you should plagiarize life. Oh. And, uh, We've we've all been in that room where you are an outsider, and mm-hmm. the, the locals have one of two choices: one, they can welcome you with open arms, or <laughs> they can treat you with complete disdain. Right. And, to be honest, the disdain is actually in many places in New Zealand. We are really we are really lovely to people. Say, oh, New Zealanders are so nice. We are nice to people that are not from New Zealand because right. we. Want- Good impression. Oh, they're from America, or they're from England, or they're from Germany. We really want to impress people that are from other countries, but <laughs> you don't give shit about other New Zealanders. We, right? we are horrible to each other. We are horrible, <laughs> and that's what's so great about it. I mean, you got such nice people that in any other community would be fine, but it it it's almost like they're being drawn to do bad things because of the environment they're in. No, I was going to say, uh, when, when we, we pitched the show to a funding body here in New Zealand, which is uh, New Zealand On Air, and they right. give you the funding. So I had to stand up in front of these people and tell them that this is the show we want you to make. <laughs> and, How did uh, you ever get away with that? That's my question. Like, did you tell them all the things, or did you leave it out and then hope that they wouldn't have, like, a guy on set that was checking out your business and would let you get away with that because I could see some guys in in the corporate room like uh, hanging themselves. How'd you get away with it? I I I'm really not sure. <laughs> there, there was a there was an upheaval in New Zealand uh, 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 TV making at the time. There had been a lot of controversy around shows that we had been making. There was a lot of talk uh, that, that the shows we had been making were too bland and okay, and like Canada, like CBC. Yeah, okay. They were too bland, and they were inspired by overseas stuff. And um, this thing had been in development for a while at TV New Zealand, and I began to feel it as though it was the um, it was the the, the 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 deformed, ugly cousin they kept in the basement. Right, right. But they wouldn't let him go, right? Like they wouldn't like put him out of his misery. Well, let's write it. Let's. We're not sure about this. Let's give him some money to write another episode. So. <laughs> So when we went in front of the board, I, 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 we had uh, we had three episodes written, and we had a story bible for the whole thing. And then, um, and then what happened was, and this was the the crazy thing, was we just sat there, and there was all these nodding heads all of a sudden. <laughs> and then at the end, they had questions, and one one person said from the from the board said, um, "About the racism in the script," <laughs> and I said, "Well." Uh, have you been to the country recently? 
I'm just writing from truth, baby. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that, that's that's what it is. Oh, As I that, plagiarize life, plagiarize life. It's so much more interesting than plagiarizing other people's um, products. Oh know? my god! Oh my god! It's so original. I mean, I can't get over that pony too. Like I'm telling you, that long shot of you running across the field. I mean, give yourself the best part, right? That's the way it is. Um, and when you nail that pony and it did nothing, all right? And then, of course, episode two, when the, when the vet looks at that bucket and it's got the hole in it, and he puts it together, and then finally the pony stands up. I mean, I'm loving it. I want, I want me, Ganesh, and that pony to be trapped <laughs> on a desert island and, yeah. and Ganesh trying to, like, motivate me, and I want to kill him every second, right? Because I'm afraid of the pony, I'm afraid of Ganesh, and it, it, I got a whole. I told Mike, my, my MD, this that I have a whole story around me and Ganesh because that is just brilliant. And you keep introducing these maniacs, and it just it just piles on. And I'm telling you, I can't tell enough people that this is funny because it's some. I think the world has been waiting for something like this. So now, Doctor well, Doctor Ganesh is is this ridiculously positive character he's introduced oh, in episode two. Overly positive. Now, Nick, you told me that he was based on a mate of yours. Yeah, he's based on a mate of mine called Ganesh Raj, and he is he's this guy who's just like, oh my friends, how are you? And he's a terrible gossip as well, you know. <laughs> but he's also just the guy you want to be around, you know. He's so great. And, oh, he'd and, save your life. He'd save your life on a tropical island. Oh yeah, and he, but he runs a he runs a restaurant, and just recently they've got gotten to the top fifty restaurants in New Zealand. Wow! And is, but we actually he was so great that I, we auditioned him for the role, and he was good, but he needed work, you know. And right, right. So great, and I and I'm, one of my great regrets is we we were up against the gun, you know. We we yeah. couldn't. You know, we couldn't. We didn't have the time to be able to work with him. And yeah. well, you, ha- you had to cast a professional actor. So well, yes, we did. But I wish. But we he had. found the Ganesh in his heart, like yeah. the Ganesh in his soul, right? Well, yeah. Well, it was an easy character to put on the page because I knew exactly what Ganesh would say. And then he, oh, no, listen, <laughs> listen, Matt, my little blue pills—they're a game changer, dude. <laughs> That's right, right, right. And he's got their hold in their hands, right? Like he's just so helpful, and he's waiting for a, for an animal bite. Like it was his whole thing, and he works every second day because the people are racist and they won't go see him. And like just those little things just crack me up, and it doesn't bother him, of course, right? Like he's just game for anything. Like he'll take out an appendix in the Arctic, right? He'll fly to, uh, to Antarctica to take out some guy's appendix. You wait and see where this character goes. Oh, I can't wait. I think you'll be, I think you'll be uh, delighted. Oh, I can't wait, man, because because you know with dead bodies, a doctor's got to be involved, right? Like oh, like yeah. they were gonna take, they were taking the cop to. Like I've only seen episode one and two, and I'm dying. I'm I'm, I'm killing people. No, so. I just want to I just want to take this back for a minute because, uh, <laughs> for our, you know, for our Canadian audience, um. This is not something. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a genre of television series that we're familiar with. People from the big city move to the country, and and find a lot of really strange characters. This is something that that, that happens on CBC all the time, right? And I think we talked earlier about uh, Shit's Creek, yeah, uh, which is a, a on Canadian television right now. It's a you know a comedy about big city people moving to a small town and what they find, and it's a little bit dark. But Fresh Eggs is really dark. <laughs> But funny and dark, like yeah. you don't feel like you've been, what? you've been, you, you, like you're not disappointed. You want it to be darker. You like it. You, you just, I'm waiting for more crazy, right? Now, now I Nick, love you, crazy. You said that um, there was a, a controversy that that 
New Zealand television was too bland, and they obviously needed something a little more spicy. But what what made you think that it had to go with this dark? <laughs> well, um, to be really honest, I I I thought, why don't I just because I, I had been look. I'll be honest with you guys. I've been writing, working on a lot of stuff uh, that was great, and then I had been working on some stuff that was just beyond bland. And right. you'd great ideas on the story table, and then this bland show would hit the air, and you'd go, "Ah!" Oh. Because I'd worked on great shows like uh, like uh, 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 Outrageous Fortune and um, and West Side, which I really pushed the boundaries. So uh, I wanted to push more, and then and then I was stuck working on this ultra bland show that was soul destroying. Every day it was soul destroying. So every time an idea got turned down or something, I would go home and I would work on this crazy idea that I had. I, I wasn't writing as a script, but I was putting more and more ideas into it and working out the spider web of the story. Right. And it, it 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 was a kind of a. It was a well, yeah. Let's say it was a reaction to that. It was reaction to the reaction to the. So I wanted to take something, and of course I went too extreme. <laughs> I but mean, it must be tremendously satisfying that it's got this kind of response. Like people have not looked at you and go, "Oh my God, this man must be locked up." But they're actually thinking, "Wow, this is great. This is what we needed. This makes me laugh." Well, and I it, hate that I laugh at it, but I love it. I I, I mean I this really reflects. That out here in the out here in the rural districts of New Zealand, the comedy is black ads, you know. Right, right. Because death is all around us, like constantly. Uh, you know, right. uh, you know, you, you forget that you know pork chops come from pigs. Uh, right. You know, come from cows. You know, animals uh, get shot every day in the country, right? Shot every day. I mean, I had a, there's these beautiful birds here in New Zealand called pukekos, which are colourful, flightless birds. Well, they can fly a little bit. And you're walking around, and I love them. I think they're beautiful. And I was talking to a, a farmhand the other day. He said, oh, yeah, if we see them, we just run them down. They spread disease, you know. <laughs> you monsters. <laughs> yeah, they're cold-blooded, eh? So if well, you're in there long enough, you'll become a psychopath and kill everything that that moves. Or... No, Tell no, me the I'm... chicken lives. Tell me the chicken lives. You wait. I'm not going to tell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, don't get attached I don't, to nobody, right? So that in the show, you've got the two characters, the, the Wade and Wade and Penny, and yeah. they've moved to the country. And the first thing they find are these fresh eggs, and she's marveling that they're still warm. And of course, the first thing you want to do is try and sell them. And and there was a good point that one of the characters says that you know you you're going to start selling fresh eggs, aren't you? you know, because it's yeah. like everyone, all the what did you call them, lifestyle blockers? Yeah, lifestyle. But well, look, you picked up on. You're very good keeping me and Cal online there, because yeah, yeah this, this 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 is the story of a couple that move out to the country to get the good life, but they get anything but. Mm -hmm. And I was I was having a drink in the pub and I was chatting to a local guy, and they're putting a new expressway here on the Kapiti Coast, and the expressway means now it's going to open up and city people will be able to have city folk. They'll be able to. A half hour drive from town. So what right. was, a, you know, an hour and a bit is now just. <laughs> so we're basically becoming a suburb of Wellington, and a lot of lifestyle blockers are, are moving in as a result. And this guy's disdain, like the disdain in his voice as he sucked back his beer, was a, uh, you know, he said, "Oh, yeah, fresh eggs." And I said, "What?" He says, "Yeah, that's what we call them, fresh eggs." Because the first thing they do is they put up an effing sign that says "fresh eggs," and he goes, "What? Well, we don't have fresh eggs." 
Like we all have fresh eggs, we all have chickens. The only people who buy their bloody eggs are other lifestyle blockers traveling through, you know. <laughs> so you hear the bitterness, right? And you just knew there was a show in there. So fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. And right. just historical, you know. Uh, they they are they fill me with pleasure, you know, these guys. Uh, right. this, they tell, and their their dry approach to life is you don't know whether they're joking sometimes or not, you know. And that's the best kind of comedy. Like I love the way the husband and wife talk to each other. Like they never raise their voices to each other. It's also calm and and reasonable. And the way she tries to support him because she would just rather shoot that cop right dead. <laughs> But she wants him to feel good about his negotiating skills and as a man. And it's just like it's slowing down the process because she's ready to you know, step on his nuts and, and take a bullet through him. And it's just hilarious the way those conversations are brilliant. That's what I, 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 I love the most. Well, you know, that's how Kiwis talk. And oh, I really? Have a, yeah, I have a feeling that uh, Kiwis and uh, Canadians, we share a kind of a strange sensibility. We are... We're pretty laid back about life, and you know, no one wants to make a fuss. You know, that, that's it. We want to be polite to each other, right? Yeah. And we're trapped in the snow with each other for like eight, six months a year. So that makes us almost learn how to be, how to live with others, but we still want to kill them. Which is, it, it's being polite and wanting to kill them. I think you captured that beautifully. <laughs> well, um, actual fact, I, I do think it was one of the things. You know, when you talk about it was a lot of what we put, I don't know whether this has a, a similar vein in Canada, but a lot of what we put on television is sort of watered-down versions of, of shows from overseas. And we do that too, yeah. And, and we haven't really put Kiwis on screen. And so one of the best things has been the feedback I've got from people that said, that's us, that's right. just like us, it's where we live, you know, that's like where we live, and I'm going, Jesus, is it? Yeah, yeah, we're murderous sons of bitches, because <laughs> we'll do it, man, we'll take you out, I mean, you've never really been invaded, so I'm sure if the aliens land there, I mean, if they land in New Zealand, I mean, we'll hear about them for 10 minutes, and they'll be in, in fried buckets of chicken, right, they'll be like, they'll be edible. Because we'll just hear about you people just taking them out. Because it's like the same thing with Canadians. They think we're all sweet and, and loving and, and beautiful. But, I mean, piss us off. And, you know, we've gone to war and we've made some, some damage. We've made some enemies. The Germans, <laughs> Nazis didn't want to fight the Canadians. They'd rather fight Americans, which really shows you that, you know, we're <laughs> well, evil. They, they, um, I, uh, Rommel said that uh, he was very impressed by the, the New Zealanders in the African campaign, and he felt that you know New Zealanders were the, were, were the, were the best guys to have in, in, in an African camp, with, with, you know, with, with the most impressive troops, which right. is crazy because there's no deserts in New Zealand. That's right. But over there, I didn't train for that. You just adapted to it and, and dealt with the situation and, and made a joke about it and shot some Nazis like it should be. Yeah, I'd like to say I did that. Right. <laughs> I, I was I, I I was in the territorial army. Um, I was there for six weeks, and at, <laughs> at the end of it, they didn't expect me to come back. <laughs> well, I was an air cadet, and the same thing happened, right? They yeah. said, "Calvin, we're not giving you a gun because you're going to use it on your subordinates, right?" And then I they didn't have tasers at the time, or I would ask for one because as a teacher, I definitely asked for one, but they wouldn't give me one either because they thought I'd be irresponsible with them. And it, looking back, they were right. I would have used the privilege. Right. Well, now, there's a lot of extreme characters in the show. Uh, very extreme. But there's actually one character that I want to talk about who shows up in, in episode one. And his name is Pig. <laughs> yeah. And he's a big, big, scary guy. 
apparently he's not he's played by a guy who's not really you know he's playing against type tell me about the actor who plays pig my, my this is a good this is a good story because we had looked at a lot of quite really really bad really heavy hitter actors New Zealand actors for this role you know, people that were good at playing bad you know and uh and the network had turned them down. They turned them down. They regularly just turned them down again, turned down. And so that we weren't getting any names through. So in desperation, someone eventually said, well, what about Dave Farnay? So we, and, and the network went, oh, great, Dave Farnay, he's a name. He's a, he's a known com- com- comedy actor. He's very popular. He's in a lot of things. People love him. He's cuddly. Yeah, great. Yeah, he, so he's lovable. He's a lovable, lovable Yeah, he has actor. a rep for being like, like a solid, likable guy. He, he like, has. He, he is a really... And, and and I'm personal friends with Dave, so and he's a lovely dude. And <laughs> and then I suddenly went, oh my god, we, we cast Dave Farnay. This character is really important because the whole show hinges on him and what a monster he is and how right. bad everything starts with Nick, you know. And I went, oh no, we cast this cuddly, funny comedian in the role, and he turned up, and I forgot, and it's my fault, man. I forgot Dave Farnay. Is not just a, he. He is a brilliant actor. He's a brilliant actor, and he became like he, he, you was. He was terrifying. He was terrifying. <laughs> he, he, he was. was. They did an interview with him online, yeah. and he was so gentle and kind and sweet. And they showed like his 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 his, his filmography and stuff. And I went, who the hell is that guy? I don't know him at all. I just seen this maniac, and I assumed he was like he was like a, a a Dave Batista who played like these these badasses, right? But no, and that is wonderful. Like when you see that and you realize he's against type and he's so effective, it's well, beautiful. He, he he said to me, uh, we went we had the media screening, and he said to me, "Oh, it's so great to be able to play a big black bastard." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good. Like what did you ask for more, right? Well, kudos to him because I mean I I didn't know him at all. You Neither know, not, did I. He, I, I but he just all I saw was his performance on the screen, and he, and he was terrifying, scary <laughs> guy. And of course, you're you're building him up with his backstory now with his with his wife Lulu. Oh, and she's and his sweet. crew. She's a sweetie. <laughs> I want to yeah. love her. I want she my new fiance. <laughs> I would be careful of Lulu. I know. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't make it to the honeymoon. And and, uh, and Danielle, who plays uh, who plays Lulu, you know she's a, she's a she's not known for comedy roles, you know, mm-hmm. but she came in and and I would like to take credit for a lot of the for a lot of the the rather unique swears she comes up with, but they're they're artists' own. She brought some of those things in, and oh I my, just oh my I god, there's that one line where she's talking to the bartender and she's just wondering if her boy like was. was was uh, into animals when he was a kid, and then the bartender goes, "You mean sexually?" And she just gives her that look, and they hold it for like five seconds, and it's like she doesn't know what to say. And it's like it's so brilliant. Like as an actor, as an actress, when you see that, it just it cracks you up because it, you know that she would have a response, but that question just hit her so like off, right? I, I do have to say, I do have to say one thing. I'm really really pleased with is. That we we put space in the show, you know. There's, there's bits, you know, like when the cop drinks the drinks the coffee and goes, he's waiting for her to make the coffee with the coffee machine. There are pauses where nobody says anything, right. and that is that's pretty unique for New Zealand shows because we tend to fill every piece of air with speak. And I remember 
working on another show where the, the writer said to me, Nick, talk is cheap. So put more talk on. I was going, for oh, fuck's sake. Sorry. No, it's the silences. It's the looks. It's the, it's the like, people just going, like, they won't want to say, what the fuck are you talking about? But they just kind of pause and just wait for someone else to say something. Yeah. And that's brilliant, man. It just holds the comedy, and I'm waiting for it. And I'm, I'm seriously, I don't wait for a lot of entertainment. I don't seek like when I seek out entertainment, I have to have it because that's just Calvin's way. And <laughs> and it's the same thing when I watch this. It's just I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm never let down, man. I'm, I I wouldn't just say that as a friend, but it's just it cracks me up. I can't get well, enough people to watch this. Well, it's interesting because another thing, I, I remember once writing a script and I'd ended with a, I'd ended the commercial break on a cliffhanger, and right. I, I was told by the showrunners, no, no, that's not how we do things. <laughs> you know, want people to come back after you? No, 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 don't do that. And you know, it's a fake. You know, I mean, ah, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> so, so when I got the chance to write my own show, I put a cliffhanger on every freaking ad break <laughs> and a cliffhanger on the yeah. end of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. Like you're getting back on everybody, whoever like dissed you in your life. Well, it's, I, not, well it's not. It's not about dissing people, Cal. It's about being let off the hook. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've been chained up in the yard for so long. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And John Reese Davies. I mean, come on, doing that that the narration at the beginning and the end, that storybooking. I mean, that's just brilliant. How'd you ever get him? Okay. That was Gimli. That was he was the best digger in all of Cairo. What the hell? I, I have a yes, bad dates indeed. Yes, I um, I I I did a really I have to say a really shit horror film. Uh, I, I wrote it and and it got rewritten by the cast and and, and the director didn't know what he was doing. And anyway, um and 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 John was on it and and John was fantastic and John was the only one who stuck to his lines, you know. <laughs> And and I and I started a friendship with John. He said, "Oh, this lovely writing boy. Oh, I love it." <laughs> I can hear him in the accent. <laughs> yeah. And, and so then, um, so then uh, afterwards, we we sort of hung out and became kind of friends. Wow. And, and, and then when it came to this, and honestly, it's years later. When it came to this, we were casting the role, and they were looking. Look, we were looking around at New Zealand actors to to play the role. And I stupidly said, "Well, why don't we get John Rhys Davies? He, he he lives down the road. He lives part half of his time here in New Zealand. Why don't we try him?" And they did. And he wrote, <laughs> and he was. We went out to visit him at his beach house, and and and, wow. and, out, and it had been a while since I'd seen him, to be honest. And he just grabbed me and hugged me. He said, "Oh, dear boy, dear oh, boy." And then he and then he uh, he held me. He looked me in the eyes. He said, "Redemption." <laughs> oh, that's great! Wow. So now, so John Rhys Davies, he he lives in New Zealand. I assume he moved there after he did the Lord of the Rings movies. Well, he 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 splits his time between. He's got a daughter here now uh, with with a, a New Zealand woman, and they have a place together. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Lisa, and they're a lovely couple, man. In fact, I was just out at their place the other day, and John was plying me with uh, with uh, with. Uh, with drink and 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 and, 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 and Cuban cigars, there was oh, a thing. Wow. I, I I do. It's my last vice as well. Beer and beer, alcohol and cigars. Oh, I love cigars too. <laughs> I love a cigar. Yeah. I get anyway, my four a month from Cuba. Well, he uh, he 
he this this what happened with him in this one was he had he said oh shall we I was there for lunch he said shall we re- retire to the deck so he went and sat out on the his property looking out across this beautiful lake you know and uh, and I'm thinking to myself I really maybe maybe writing isn't the place for money maybe I should get into acting no but um. He and so he got the cigars and he cut them and he did the thing and you guys probably know this where he dipped the cigar into the brandy and yes. then the other oh. ends and he said it just takes the bitterness off it but he did the wrong end <laughs> I've done the wrong end so he did the other end did it twice and, and then he was trying to cut off the thing and I'd done the same and and he was fiddling around with his cigar and I got mine going and I said oh it's great sort of thing and he's going oh I couldn't get his lit. And I said, well, mine's going fine, and I'm really enjoying it. And he looked around at me with this expression of disgust. <laughs> he said, this news brings me no pleasure. <laughs> Imagine in that, that tone, too. Oh, that's fantastic. I love those stories. Now, the pony. Have you ever had problems with a pony in your past? Like, uh, is, you, that, is that personal? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you, you know, like a whole... A whole school of ponies can skeletalize a man in five seconds. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, uh, I had a, I, 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 I'm not, I don't like them. I don't like ponies. And like, as I don't like octopus, is that kind of the hatred? Well, no, it's not. A, it's not a hatred. It's just uh, uh, I, I give them. I we exist on the same planet. They can have their space, and I'll have mine. <laughs> but if they and, touch me, I'm gonna freak out. Well, no, I'll just stay as far away. Like. You have probably more chance of getting touched by an octopus than I. I actively avoid uh, ponies. So um, right. a, a friend of mine got two of his fingers bitten off by a pony. Wow. And, and, and then uh, – but here's what happens, right? So they keep the little miniature ponies, little miniature horses. Um, they keep them in fields with thoroughbreds to keep them company, right? Okay, yeah. So the, the, and so this little – short-ass pony has to hang out with basically a thoroughbred horse, a big, proud, uh, you know. So he's got issues. Stud. So the horse is like, oh. so the horse is like, ah, oh, here's my little buddy, and bully him around a bit. And the little, because they can't have another horse in there because they'll damage the stud horse. So okay. the little one won't be able to hurt it. And so um, the little pony's like, oh, God, God, have to hang out with this dick, you know. And then <laughs> they also do, use the smaller horses to check and see if the mares are on heat. Okay. So, you know, the ready, and so they put the little pony goes in, the little miniature horse goes into the field with the with the mare and uh, checks the mare out and goes and you'll see the pony goes all oh, right I'm up for this but he can't get up onto right. the mare. <laughs> oh man, the bitterness! <laughs> and, and then they then they take the pony away and they bring the stallion in and they, he does his business. Oh and my I, god! And I like to think they make the pony watch that. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no wonder he's pissed off all the time. I would be the same way too. I mean, I'd be going, "What the hell?" I mean, that's like being like the the, the assistant to a really good looking uh, actor, right? And you get to pick up the chicks for him, but he gets to take them back to the hotel. I mean, that would make me insane. You're right, well, and it's and I'm I'm telling you, man, that's twice they tried to take out this pony. He's not going anywhere. Well, and that's and that's another true story, but not about a pony, but. My my father, a few doors down from him, a guy had a goat in the garden. My dad grew up in England in, right. in 
in, in the in in you know in an industrial town in Sheffield where they they they, they were making bomb casings. So everyone had small backyards, you know. And a couple of yards down, a guy had a goat in his property, and this goat was horrible and disgusting. And the whole neighbourhood said, "Look, you've got to get rid of this goat." So he hit the goat in the head with a sledgehammer, and the goat didn't blink. Just kept. Going <laughs> Oh my God! Like when you did that, that would just be like, oh my God! I'm just the demon animal, and I have well, nightmares. Well, you know, the, the well, I, the reason I'm doing that thing is not because I asked for it, or not because I wrote the scene for myself. Right. But it was, we were we were running out of money, and we were going to have to we we're going to have to cut some scenes because I had written <laughs> a lot of a lot of big stuff, and right. uh, and so what happened was the. Um, the the direct the, the the producer had said, oh, we're going to have to cut that scene. And I said, why? He says, because we can't afford an actor for it. I said, I will do it. <laughs> yeah, and, sure. Uh, like pull my 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 wooden leg. Yeah, basically. Like let no, me ha- let me brain a pony. That's my dream. No, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not a. I'm not into hurting animals. And this is why, when it came to that moment, the horse's name is Ace. Right. Uh, Lexa's name is Ace. And the director was saying, okay, really swing the hammer at him. Really swing the I said, I don't want to. And then, <laughs> Come on. Because I was worried I wouldn't be able to pull back in time. And, you know, and I right. might fall through and actually hurt the pony. And so I'm swinging it. And and well, and the pony just looked at me like, who's this doofus? Oh, you know, this God. This never going to hurt me. And then the final time I'd swung it properly and like, yeah, and <laughs> screamed. And the look in the pony's eyes was like, this person means me harm. <laughs> And I I felt bad. I felt <laughs> so you're back you're back at uh, craft services with the pony apologizing to him, right? I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When can I work? <laughs> the director again? made me do it. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll write you a part of the next series. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna lift it in. I promise you, buddy. <laughs> you know, just, that, just just you running across the field, though. Oh my God! I'm so glad they kept that in because I'm still giggling about that. <laughs> And just like, the, and just the vet trying to kill him like one shot. What was he thinking, right? You like I said in my review, you come for the king. You better you better take him out with your first shot. And just the way he he looked at the bucket, and then he looked back, and the pony was already up. Like the fact that the pony dropped to to you know to get oh yeah. too he's funny. A, there's a there's a lot going on with that pony, and it's not going to spoil anything to tell you that of all the. Of all the people and animals and creatures and everything in this show, rest assured, Black Cyril survives. <laughs> Good, because he deserves his own series with yeah. me and Ganesh on but a I'm... tropical island. Like, and then we find <laughs> drug dealers and human traffickers that come to the island, and we. I want to escape, but Ganesh wants to save everybody. So he's pissing me off, right? And then we got to deal with this pony. So <laughs> that's a great show. So if you're ever out of ideas. And you're here pitching. <laughs> Remember that one, Cal. You really thought this through, haven't you? I, I, have. I tell you, of all my years of working as a writer, I have found uh, I, 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 I've got this theory. Okay, and uh, what happens is I'm always approached at parties by people with right. ideas. And you know, your 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 idea, of course, is brilliant, and I'm going to steal it and pass it over to okay, my Okay, good, good. Yeah, but, um, I'm with the guy that that plays me to look like me. Well, it'll probably be me, won't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, they, 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 um, they'll come up to me at a party and they say, "Look, I've got this great idea, this great idea for this," and and I'll go, "Yeah, no, um, I've got my own ideas. I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah, it's cool." And they will be insistent about telling me, telling me their idea. And 
like nine times, well, ten times out of ten, I have yet to hit a really good one. They're a really terrible idea, you know, like that has no beginning or middle or end or right. or about anything, you know. And anyway, so this, 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 whenever they come up to me, I found out there was a direct correlation between how bad the idea is and how vehemently they want to protect it from, right. from anyone so, else yeah. taking it. Don't, so don't I, steal this idea now. So you're yeah, saying da my Danger Cat 2.0 is a non-starter? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Because no, then what I will do, what I will generally do is I'll say to them, before they say anything, I'll say, oh, don't tell me your idea because I'll steal it. You know, right. Fresh... So they stop. Yeah, they stop. And they think it's so good. Yeah. But I, I, stole, I stole fresh eggs from someone else, you know. Right. <laughs> and I stole the idea from someone else. Yeah. So. <laughs> now, fr fresh eggs is what you're currently working on, but I just wanted to touch on uh, another project that I've seen of yours, which was um, a short computer animated movie called uh, First Contact, <laughs> which you can see on YouTube, uh, which is all about uh, the aliens and, and why they um, treat human beings the way they do and the, and the fallout that happens because of the, when the superiors find out. Uh, tell me a little bit about that short film. Well, what happened, I was working with a guy, uh, an old friend of mine um, works at the media design school. And so he said, oh, you know, we, we, the kids make – they make these movies. Uh, and I, he showed me some of the movies, and I went, they're great, but there's no stories here. He went, yeah. I said, well, how about I write you a story, and you guys can take the script and just shoot it. You know? And he went, oh, yeah, that would be great. Anyway, so um, I, I went off, and I wrote this. And it was from a conversation I'd had with a mate of mine. He said – what if, you know, the aliens coming to Earth, what if they don't know that's what's going on? What if they, what if they've got a subcontractor who's like, oh, I'm just going to probe a few people for a laugh? <laughs> right. <laughs> and when he tells the aliens, they go, you, you did what? What what happened now? What did, oh, my God, what do they think of us? <laughs> the beginning of, that was the beginning of the idea. And then and they did it. They, actually, in fact, it wasn't the first one they did because it was quite complicated. And then he looked and said, well, actually, actual fact, um, my class, they're doing environments, they're doing vehicles, and they're doing replacement of set replacement and stuff like that. Could you write something that did that? So I sat down with them, and uh, we did something to tick all the boxes for the students. And so then I, I wrote this one called Das Tub, which is another one you'll find. Uh, you'll be able to see some of my acting in it. Uh, <laughs> because, again, we had someone didn't turn up on the, the day, so I, I said I'd step in. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's. I'm really proud of that one, and that one actually got that desktop actually got selected by Ridley Scott for a as a finalist in a in a festival. And, wow! And it, and it even qualified. It even it, it got first. It got first place in a lot of these festivals, and and qualified to to go forward for the Oscars. But when you see desktop, you'll realise why it was probably best it never became an Oscar Because <laughs> I'd have to show a clip on the ceremony, right? Yeah, that would be interesting. Because uh, now desktop, it's like it's like that's like das Boot, the, the German like das Boot, now, submarine yeah. movie. It's a it is a submarine movie. Okay. But I'm but what happened in it is I'm basically nude in it. Uh, and but, <laughs> oh great, <laughs> well that did that traumatize me. <laughs> no, but I didn't go the full nude. I'm not the full nude in it because you, you I didn't. Wore, you didn't do the full Monty, no. No, I didn't do the full Monty. But I, I wore my my I wore my undie, my boxer shorts. You know, my well my 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 shorts. And so I had these black shorts on, and they had to digitally remove them because you kept catching them. <laughs> so, 
so, so they had to kind of remove them. You, you don't really see anything, but you keep see catching sight of the shorts. And and right, um, right. and I was in a uh, in a in a in a shop in town, a, a hi-fi shop in town. And this excited young man, I turned around. There's an excited young man there. He went, "I spent all weekend removing your underwear." And I went, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> There's all these people looking, and I'm going, no, no, it's not like that at all. He went, no, 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 I did it digitally. No. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, that that makes it all better. <laughs> so well, I have to look up, I have to look up Dust Tub, but but first contact is hilarious, especially the fact that the guy doing the review is the the, the alien's uh, you know brother-in-law. Yeah. I gave you this job because Sharon asked me to. Yeah. I think it was Sharon. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it just also, I don't know how they did it with it, with it, they did motion capture or whatever, but the the expressions on that character's face is like, you know, guys, hits your review. <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. But uh, getting back to fresh eggs. So we're three three episodes in. How many episodes are there in the season? There are six episodes. Okay. Uh, uh, so six what, episodes. And so we're. So what's next? Is there room through. for a sequel or does everybody just die? Is it just like nobody lives? Will the pony be the only living one in the sequel? I'm not going to tell you, Cal. I don't okay. want to. Go now, uh, don't do what, that. Now, if you're in New Zealand and you're and you want to watch it, what what channel is it on and what time is it on? Well, it's on TV Two uh, at at eight eight thirty on Tuesday nights. Wow, you got like a prime spot. Now, is TV Two like an HBO of New Zealand, or is it like a regular network? It's a regular network. Wow. Like, see, we would never see something like that on CTV or CBC, our local networks. I mean, they they would never be that brave. So when I see this, I mean, it, and again, when I see the, the, the bad reviews you get, which are delightful, are delicious, um, but to see that it actually got on TV, I mean, are you sure that you're not getting calls from people who are going, what the hell did we sign up for? What are you doing to us, right? <laughs> you're going to kill network television in New Zealand. Are well, you getting any of that? Listen, no, I can proudly say, I can proudly say that it is the most watched drama, uh, uh, scripted drama in New Zealand. At the wow, moment. fantastic! Okay. Now you describe, to... you describe it as a drama, but it, you know it's it, there is it's, it is very yeah, funny. Well, well the, it is it's a comedy. It's a, a comedy, comedy drama. Comedy. Yeah, it's kind of like a. Yeah. Uh, I, like I, I was when we were talking about Shit's Creek. I said it was kind of a mashup of Shit's Creek and Breaking Bad. So yeah, so it's yeah. a little strange. <laughs> yeah. But now now. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I'm not going to ask you this. I meant to ask you this up top. Uh, have you been renewed? Well, this is the thing. It's a good question right now because as we talk in uh, the funding body, we put a project, we put episode series two into them to say here's what we might do, and uh, this is our proposal, and then they will fund me to 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 start developing it as a as a second series. We'll find that out today, right? Probably right now while we're speaking, there'll be wow. some meetings. And deliberating about it. Okay. Well, how long did it take to develop it? Like, like if they give you the okay, when would season two actually air? Well, uh, <laughs> you're already hanging out for it, aren't you, Cal? Well, of course. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, 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 I think we're putting in, we're putting into our proposal is saying, look, we we want money to write two episodes, and then we'll go from there. You know, right. if you like. Then we'll then give us the full funding, and we'll. I don't know if this is the way it'll work. In a dream scenario, this is the way it works. But we're going in pretty strong. You know, we've yeah. had we've had really great reviews. Uh, we've had really great word of mouth. We had and we've had the numbers. We really have right. had the numbers. So you can you can show them that that it's worth their while. Was that the well, same way with the first season? Did you have to like two and then three and then like that, or did they give you the full six? 
Uh, no, no, it, it started off, I wrote one, and I sort of went, what the hell is this? <laughs> one. And then, uh, and it was it stayed pretty true to what you see on screen as well. And then uh, they said, well, okay, you need to write another one. And went, okay, so I wrote two, and that stayed pretty much the same as what, you know, pretty much what you see on screen is what I wrote for that. Right. Then they said, oh, no, no, we need to see another one. And so I wrote three. But I really thought, uh, guys, I really thought that, they were never going to fund it. I thought they're just going to keep throwing money at us, you know, just to, you know, to I don't know, to reach some quota or something, you know. To right. Say, it, but we never see TV. It was, I thought it would never see TV. So right. as a result, I wrote stuff that I was sure. <laughs> see, that's what I look at. I mean, I want to sit in that meeting with those guys, and as you leave the room, I want to turn to people and go, "What the fuck is he yeah. thinking? That's never going to get on TV." But the fact that you charmed them all and you got them to do this and it turned out it, – it's so much better than it, I thought it could be. It was like it was like guys that owned a TV network made their own show, you know? Well, I, actual fact, here's an interesting thing. When I had to stand up and present it to that board of people – I don't have to present this time. But when I had to stand up and present to them, I, I cried. Like <laughs> – Overly emotional, and I said, "Look, this is—I'm just really proud of this work." And and there, and I and my voice cracked, and I and I cried, and uh, and I I kind of apologised to the people afterwards, and they went, "No, no, it was great. It was like." And then later on, I met the person, the, the woman who was heading up that committee, right? And they rotated; they had different people on that board, and she wasn't on anymore. She said, "I am so looking forward to seeing your show," and she said, "Of all the presentations that we've had that." That you know those days when people were coming in and presenting us, everybody else seemed to be coming in and thinking, you know, just give us the money. You were the only one that showed real passion. So you you, you, you gave a passionate uh, appeal to the to the producers and and they and it and it, it won the day. It, uh, who knew who knew that passion was actually going to? Yeah, that they'd have a soft spot for that. Yeah. I I um look uh, speaking of reviews, I've just picked up a local TV guide. Um, and uh, I'm happy to say that someone has taken the the uh, has taken the time to write a letter in about fresh eggs, and it's brilliant. Right. Um, you, it's have so to post it. you guys want to hear it? Yeah, yeah for sure. It, it's headed up. These eggs have turned rotten. <laughs> I thought the new series, Fresh Eggs, a black comedy about a couple from the city buying a lifestyle block in the country, would be fun. Having lived on one myself. It started with an old lady popping in for a cup of tea and dropping dead into her cup and saucer. It then proceeded into a big man nailing the hands of another wailing into a big bench in a shed. I couldn't bear watching any more of it, and I swapped channels. Then, near the end, I had another look, and the couple were burying two men with a body of the old lady who had died. I won't be watching again. It's sad, as it could have been a good story, and not the grisly one that it was. <laughs> Oh, but you know that's you love those better, don't you? You love thank, those. Thank you, Suzanne Roberts. You know what? Yeah, that that will probably end up, you know, turning around and, and making more people go. What? I, I need to watch this show. I need to watch this shit because this is, you know, I got to see what happens. Yeah, and that's oh. why I feel. That's why I feel. I wish I could binge this. I hope Netflix, like they're losing their mind anyway, just buying shows. I hope they buy this one because well, people need to see it in North America. Things have been really interesting for me lately because I, I I currently have a deal with HBO and I'm developing a show with them. Yeah, uh, it's a science fiction one. Yeah, which is not well, not not a comedy. Um, uh, but I would like to think that you know some ripples will go out into the world and I'll get, uh, you know, I'll I'll get 
that I'll, the Netflix door will will say they'll say look come and have a chat um, because I'm really proud of Fresh Eggs. But the other thing too is uh, there has been a great deal of overseas interest in Fresh Eggs, okay. and we have all sold to one country. Uh, I can't t- tell you about that. And we've also had um, it looks like someone is optioning it to remake it for a much larger country. Wow. Then you know when they're stealing your shit, right? When they're stealing my shit. It was yeah. quite – they don't have to do any work, but I get that sweet creator's fee. And uh, and, right. uh, and you know. You know that you came up with it first. Yeah. But the, so the, you, the thing about it is this isn't a show you can go light, light on, is it? It's not a well, show what, can, what's yeah. Calvin's first rule of entertainment success? The more higher the concept, the more full retard you got to go into execution. And you went full retard. I mean you went double retard. You went retarded family on that shit, and it, it's just so good because when you got a concept like that, you don't pull back, right? And yeah, yeah. you didn't, and I'm, I'm telling you, it, the world needs it. The world needs it, and I hope it just goes gangbusters for you. I hope you get to write a whole series of this. I hope Ganesh becomes world famous, right? The well, model like, for doctors everywhere. I'd like everybody to get a spin-off series. Yeah, well, I, they do, and they all deserve one. I mean, even Lulu. I mean, she could do Orange is the New Black. I mean, she would rule that, that prison, right? Yeah. And yeah. she might get conjugal visits, and so I'm going to apply for that because that woman no, makes me nuts. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No? no. She, she kills after mating? Is that what you're saying? She kills after mating. She kills during mating, I think. <laughs> Oh well, well, I'm I'm so glad that the the show is doing well in New Zealand, and 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 I hope that we'll able be able to see it in other markets. I hope uh, so, because in Canada, I mean, we have that thing where we'll produce a show like a Corner Gas or or um the Beachcombers, right? Or oh, uh, Anna Green Gable. Well, you know, again, those the, you mentioned the two you know uh, shows about small towns, people, you know, the crazy people you meet in small towns, and this is the CBC should buy this, you know, should you know buy the 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 North American rights to this and show it. Although no one would watch it because it's the CBC, but um, <laughs> uh, okay. they, they do that. You know, I do have to tell you guys, we had beachcombers on here in New Zealand. I know, I know, <laughs> and and you've seen it like forever, and it was a thousand years ago that. Show so you was know here. what the beachcombers is? Yeah, I do know yes. the beach. Yeah, they know them. I tried Bernard to write Jerusi. for the. I tried to write for the beachcombers. <laughs> Seriously, I I used to work at CBC. Oh really? And and I actually kept on submitting stories to the producer, uh, you know, and she would she would say, okay, we we've kind of already done this one, you know, and I'd submit another one. They said no, <laughs> and I knew a How couple of the actors. How could you not write a beachcomber story? They're all the same. Yeah, well, I I couldn't do I couldn't crack the beachcombers. So. Well, oh. Bruno Gerussi used to have a cooking show too. I was I was at a party with Bruno Gerussi. <laughs> see, see, it's all connected. Yeah. Wow. Wow, it all comes together. It yeah. does in a day. What a universe. <laughs> the That's nuts. Yeah. Well, Nick, we're so thankful that you actually got to come and talk to us because this is a huge get for the Cave of Cool. And I, personally, I'm just overjoyed that, that you're doing so well and that you're my friend and that I can enjoy, I can celebrate your success with you. Because, again, I watched and hoped it would be good. You know, like when you watch a, a stand-up comedian on TV? And yeah. he's not very good, and you want to turn the channel, right? Yeah. I, I hoped I didn't have to lie to you, and and <laughs> and pretend what I liked. But well, I'm telling you, I loved it all. It was just sick and twisted, and that just hits me where I live. Episode three has just screened last night, so okay, I have a chance to see that because if you think uh, we're pushing the envelope, 
<laughs> I love it that you kind of you're, push you're it just more you're just going to ratchet it up each episode, aren't you? Yeah. So by episode six, I'm going to be losing it because there's no more, right? Yeah, you are really gonna. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna. Well, wait till you see what episode six when we get there, because all bets are off on the show. <laughs> right on. Right on. I'm so happy that you got the chance to do it because who who does right? Everything gets watered down. Everybody gets gets margin, you know, marginalized and put in a box. But I'm so glad that people are losing, lost their minds in New Zealand. And let this happen because it's a game changer. Planet yeah. Earth needs this now. <laughs> they need murderous nice people. <laughs> I, I fully expect to uh, to at some stage be woken up from the coma I'm currently in, and, and this is all being imagined. Because no, ride it, ride it for all it's worth, buddy. Because I'm walking on air, man, and and also a real pleasure to have a chat to you guys too. I I have the feeling we might be winding up, and I just wanted to say, uh, Cal, I have been a huge fan of yours for ages, and I love your writing, and I love I love Cave of Call. It's it's it, it, it's top of my um, my pull down list. Thank on you. My, yeah, my things I go to, and uh, and now that your audio it's brilliant, so I can uh, I listen to you guys when I have a walk around. Well, that uh, means the world to me. It really does. And I thank MD for for hitching his wagon to my star and letting me do this because to hear that that I'm actually like reaching somebody who actually knows funny, <laughs> that's great because I know funny and you're funny and I'm funny and MD's funny. So I'm glad I got these great people around me because they only make me better. I'm I'm not that funny. I'm just funny when I'm drunk. <laughs> right. So so stay drunk. <laughs> One, two, three, four. My sister got lucky, married a yuppie, took him for all he was worth. Now she's a swinger, dating a singer, I can't decide which is worse, but not me. thing I ever had In a world gone mad You're so bad My sister's ex-husband Can't get no loving Walks around all faced and hurt Now he's got nothing Head in the oven Not me, baby I've got you to save me 
This has been a COC production.